0: what's going on card nation welcome to another edition of the breakdown this time coming at you on a wednesday night but there's a lot to be excited about here tonight as louisville has officially announced chris mack as their new head basketball coach and it's awesome and we're so excited about it and we're gonna react to it tonight because it is the biggest story um I think that Lewis and I have had the opportunity to cover in our young uh, lives of cover in Louisville Athletics. Taylor Lynch, Lewis Metzinger here with you guys. As always, hit us up on Twitter. It's at the Breakdown UL. Or you can check us out uh, on our individual pages at Taylor Lynch and at Lewis Metzinger. Um, which, by the way, Lewis Metzinger's Twitter account is blowing up today. Because once again, he has another gem that he tweets out. It's like one time every couple months, you can guarantee that Lewis is going to have a really good tweet. And it's going to just explode, and everybody's going to like it and favorite it. If you remember his tweet from October, um, that really got things going. And then he's got the one today of Darius Perry hugging uh, Chris Mack, and that one just went crazy. What are you up to now on Twitter, by the way, with that one? Um, I think it's at
1: 123 retweets and 124 likes.
0: I'm and sick. It's been quoted quite a few times. I'm sick. Louis Metzinger here with me, as always. Louis, what's going on, bud? Uh, nothing. There's Nothing
1: has happened <laughs> at all since the last time we talked. It has been uh, completely quiet in the world of Louisville sports. Slow news week. We definitely, we definitely did not get the interim tag removed from our IED, and we definitely did not uh, make a colossal basketball hire. It, it, it didn't happen. Maybe next week, though.
0: We'll see. You never know what could happen with Louisville sports. Correct. You're right, though. I mean, obviously, Vince Tyree, kind of the worst-kept secret, is named the permanent athletic director, which I am so over the moon, happy, excited about. I think it was a fantastic hire for Louisville. I think that they got a guy that, obviously, he bleeds Cardinal Red. He's a Cardinal through and through, um, and he's going to lead this program. He's already led this program so well in his six months on the job. I have no reason to think that that's not going to continue going forward. Uh, So Vince Tyree named the permanent AD. We all kind of knew it would only be a matter of time after that, that the permanent head basketball coach would be named. And it it was literally Chris Mack or bust. I mean, it it was Chris Mack and a bunch of dudes. So Chris Mack named today as the head basketball coach. It's a seven-year deal, $28 million um, to Coach Mack. A lot of stuff... Lewis, to kind of get into from his press conference today, which he absolutely killed. if, um, like I said, if they handed out awards for press conferences, he would definitely win a gold medal for that one. Um, he there was no topic that he shied away from. He touched on everything, spoke eloquently about everything, didn't give like canned coach answers. And I think that that's something that we can come to expect from Chris Mack moving forward. At least I hope it is, uh, because it makes our jobs uh, really easy when it comes to covering the team. So, touched on a lot of things. Um, Lewis, I guess you can go first. Just kind of your overall, just from the parts of the press conference that you've heard, just your overall thoughts and your feelings on uh, Chris Mack being the new guy at Louisville.
1: Yeah, I mean, like you said, he absolutely... It absolutely killed the press conference. He, he touched on, um, he talked about how well, one of my favorite parts was when he, uh, and I don't have the exact quote in front of me, but essentially he said, there are no Patino guys and there are no Mac guys. We're all one team and, uh, there's not going to be eras of players. We're all just, you know, Louisville players. I love that. It's your
0: program is um, well. He, what he said.
1: Yes. Yes. It's just the program. So, um, that was great, and and uh, crediting um, Crum and and, Pati- and you know mentioning Patino and his accomplishments, which uh, regardless of how things ended, Patino was extremely um, successful and, and an excellent coach. Um, and he even gave Pageant a shout out for all the amazing um, work he did and how he guided the program through probably the toughest time that we've ever had. Um, as, as college basketball fans, uh, especially specifically of Louisville. Um, so that was great. You know, you could tell he, he really cares about his family and, um, I don't know. It's just, I mean, I could just ramble forever. He just, if you had a, a checklist of all the things you would expect thinking in, the same thing. A perf- in a perfect press conference, Yeah, he went down the list and hit them all. Um, and he changed out of that blue shirt and got on a, a white shirt with a red tie. So
0: someone got in his ear about that. I'm sure. I love it. Thank you, Kenny Klein, for that one. Um, yeah, yeah. You're right. It's just it. It felt different. It felt like I know we've been saying, you know, this is this is the dawning of a new era for Louisville basketball. But it really felt that way today. It really felt different. You can tell Chris Mack's demeanor is different than anything that we've had here at Louisville. Um, The way he's going to run his program is going to be different. The way, hell, the way he interacts with the media is going to be different. Um, We have a coach that's on social media. We haven't had a basketball coach that's on social media. The last time we hired a basketball coach, there wasn't social media. If, if that tells you how long ago this process was uh, for Louisville, and and really, Lewis, I was kind of thinking about it. Like we watched Patino, and and kind of grew up watching Patino, but in a lot of ways, Chris Mack's our guy. Like. When as as we continue into our adult lives and continue our fandom of Louisville basketball, when we have kids, they're going to be growing up watching Chris Mack Chris Mac coached teams. Um, so we're going to feel the way about Mac that a lot of people in the city feel about Denny Crum. Um, we're going to be those guys feeling that way about Chris Mack. So I kind of that was kind of neat. I was just thinking about that and kind of putting that in perspective as um as it's in a it's a historic day and you're right i mean he went down the checklist of everything that you wanted to hear um he really said a lot really kind of to the players that are currently on the team about how he chose them he chose to come here um he even you know did a little little crouton while he was up there um with some shout outs about the you know the five o two crew and wanting to- re- recruit kids to to stay here and play here at louisville um I think that was kind of a you know a little uh, a little nudge nudge to a, a player that's currently at St. um that may be interesting. And you
1: mentioned New Albany as well.
0: Yes, yes, he did. He did. <laughs> he did mention New Albany, and he also mentioned that his wife was from Louisville, which I had no idea about. Um, yeah, who knew? That that was awesome. Uh, the, the, the he was funny when he needed to be funny. Um, it was awesome. It was. It was just just a really good press conference, and he said a lot of things that I think a lot of people wanted to hear. And, and I was talking to Ethan Moore of Louisville Sports Live this morning. And I said, you know, if and, and he said, you know, if there's anybody that was on the fence about Chris Mack, by the time this press conference is over with, they will be on the other side of that fence. Um, no doubt about it. Because of his demeanor and the way he is and the way he talks. Um, I'm excited, Lewis. I, for the first time in, you know, a year and a half, almost two years, I'm excited about Louisville basketball. I'm excited about where this program is headed, um, and the direction of the program and the leadership in the athletic department. And I think that um, I think this is going to be brighter days to come. Man, and and you and I talked about this a little bit earlier. The recruiting. I mean, how many guys did he go, <laughs> how many guys did he offer yesterday? Just from the 2019 class. I mean, did he, he basically go nine, down the like list? An hour. How many? For like five within an hour, I mean, he's hitting the ground running. So I don't buy this. Um, I don't know this narrative that we're hearing out there that it's going to take you know a couple of years for Louisville to really be back and you know really be competitive on the national stage. I don't buy that at all. I not even a little bit. If Chris Mack can keep the guys that are here here, add some pieces you know, for next year through the grad transfer route and just to kind of hold over and really hit 2019 hard. I don't think you're going to see us fall off the map like some people think. Some people want. Uh, Well, yeah, that's true. That's true. But, I mean, what do you think? Yeah, yeah, there's no
1: way. Like, I get it. Uh, And, like, it was easy um, in the, I guess, the kind of fog that we were all in for a while there to think like oh you know we're losing all these games to teams we shouldn't be losing to this season and you know get, we should get used to losing because going forward it's this is just the new louisville it's just and i'm not saying like just because chris Mack comes in here that we're not going to lose any more games or we're not going to get beat by virginia every year or we're not yeah. going to get beat by uk like i'm not i wanted him that, to but, say
0: something about that in the press i wanted him to say like oh by the way we're going to figure out a way to beat virginia
1: yeah. I mean, I think the whole place would have exploded if he would have said that. <laughs> That's another thing. I'm just going to to pause to mention that. It's like, it, it was almost like, like, as I was watching him like enter the press conference and he went around and like shook everybody's hand that was there, just like casual fans that were there just like to watch the press conference. He went around, shook all their hands. Yeah. Um, you know, said, thanks for being here. Like, come on, like,
0: but Rick would have never
1: done that. Never would have done that. Never. <laughs> Rick never would have done that. He would have been like, don't touch me. Like, right. I'm better than you. You know what I mean? Like, And he was an excellent basketball coach. And I don't want to be like, oh, now the Patino's mm. gone. I'm just going to bash Yeah, no, we're not going to do like, that. There's just – there's a certain level of humility that Mac has, and he seems genuine. And that's like – that goes such a long way. Yeah. It goes a long way in recruiting. You know, you can say – a family can say, you know – yeah. We're, we're, we we do not want to maybe go to Louisville because there's maybe sanctions, maybe this, maybe that. But if, if you have that type of humility and that type of, um, just the calm demeanor and just the, the polite, he's a humble way guy.
0: Yourself, he's a humble guy. He's
1: extremely humble and humility goes miles. So that's, that's the re- that's part of the reason that I'm, I'm encouraged. But back to what I was saying is, um,
0: you, you what, don't what remember what saying? you were saying? I, ah, I knew it. What was I talking about? Gosh, what were you talking about? Oh, you don't remember. Either. I don't. No, you were. We were talking about. Um... Oh, we were talking about how how long it's going to take Louisville to, to quote unquote get back and the recruit. Oh, recruiting. right, right,
1: yeah. Um, well, he, you know, the huge thing that we mentioned last week was that he his first task would be to recruit the guys that are already here. And I thought it was interesting that in the press conference, um, he specifically name-dropped Jordan Nwora. So, um, clearly, Jordan Nwora was one of the guys that was probably a little bit dissatisfied with how he, his playing time this season. Yeah. And for Mac to go out of his way to name-drop a guy that is maybe lacking confidence in the amount of, his, of playing time that he received, that, that's having an awareness of... Uh, already when, when uh, you've barely been here for yeah. a couple of days, having an awareness of, of what your team needs and the confidence that they need to build. And, and that's just it, it speaks volumes.
0: And I understand like you listen to Chris Mack and you, and you hear him talking and you, and you hear, you know, oh, what a great guy. He sounds like he is. And, you know, obviously he's a family man and, and all of this stuff, but he also strikes me as the type of guy that he's going to get into you. If you're a player, And you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing, and you're not performing the way that he knows you're capable of. He strikes me as a guy that's not afraid to get into somebody uh, if they need it, and and I think that that's going to be a good thing too, because you know they they kind of didn't have that this year. Like I I think at times David was maybe more of a friend uh, than than kind of a stern. a stern coach, uh, a disciplinarian, well, so to role. speak. Yeah, and, 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 yeah, and I'm not, yeah, I'm not faulting, I'm not faulting for it, for it at all. And that's what he did, and then he was just kind of flung into this new role. But I think that's going to be good for a lot of these guys uh, to kind of have that again, and and have a guy in Chris Mack that I don't think he's going to be able to to provide that sort of that sort of discipline and structure without scaring the hell out of people, like. Rick did, and, and and I know it sounds like we're piling on, but I'm not sure we're not. But I'm just saying that, you know, you can ask any player that they were, a lot of them were just afraid of, you know, upsetting Rick or, or disappointing Rick, and I think that you have to have that to a certain extent. But you also have to have an environment where you know players know that they're not gonna get chewed out over everything but they're they're still gonna get disciplined and and I think that that's what that Chris Mack brings that to the table and I'm excited Lewis I'm excited to watch his uh, this team play offense uh, with the weapons that we have right now on the court uh, and on the roster what Chris Mack can do with this and and how this team can play offensively moving forward I think is really exciting and a lot of people have questions about defense and I get that Um but a lot of what defense comes down to is is the caliber of the athlete, um, as far as you know, quickness and and lateral movement and that sort of thing. And and Chris Mack ain't gonna have a problem recruiting athletes here at Louisville. Um, no. So I don't think there needs to be that much made um, out of that aspect of uh, of Chris Mack's coaching ability. Uh, but yeah, definitely. Gosh, I'm just excited, man. I'm just excited for for what is in store for Louisville basketball because I think um, one of the board members mentioned, you know, returning Louisville to the glory days. I think that that is going to happen with Chris Mack. And my question to you is, as as insane as our fan base can be at times, how long do you think? You know, people are gonna give before you start hearing the well, when's Chris Mack gonna get us to a Final Four and when are we gonna play for a national championship. I mean, obviously, like the fringe of the fan base where I say the crazies hang out. Like if you, I've always, I've often said this. Like if you look at the fan base as a circle, the middle is where you know most level headed people are, and then the outer rim is all the crazies. Um, how long do you think? I mean, he's got a seven year deal. Uh, what are you looking to see in? let's say, year one, two, and three from Chris Mack? Um, I want to say this
1: first year is probably going to be... Um, is this one
0: of those deals, like, if maybe, they get to the tournament, that's
1: awesome? No, I don't think so. Um, I don't think it's that low, but I guess you could kind of call it a survive kind of year, because... You're patching it together. Going to be some, yes, it's going to be somewhat limited, um, you, it's a new coaching staff which always has its bumps no matter how good of a coach you are you can be a Hall of Famer and your first couple of years can have bumps or will have bumps I shouldn't say can, but definitely will um, and the fan base has to get used to the new coaching style because you know, Mac might not coach like Patino, like Crumb, like Paget. they probably won't so um, but next year the, the following, 2019, that's that's when I really think that when I hate the expression but hit max guys or the guy that he's going to go out and specifically recruit, that's when they'll be um, on the roster. They'll be young, but they'll be on the roster. So um, that'll definitely be a big year. Um, But then after that, I mean, the following year, I think you'd expect to have um, a certain degree of success, whether now what that looks like, I'm not positive. um, But I think it's not unrealistic to expect, you know, to make, Decent runs in the tournament.
0: No, I don't think it is at all. I don't think that's that's unrealistic, especially in year three. Um, but I agree. Next year's next year's going to be what it what it's going to be. It's going to be a patchwork year. Um, it's going to be you, you know a lot of some grad transfers and and the guys that are already
1: we handled this patchwork year so well. So surely next year will be no big deal.
0: (laughs) The fans will be completely level-headed and calm uh, and understanding of of the transition. They definitely
1: won't want Mac fired right away.
0: No, no, no. Nobody's going to be calling for that. Um, We're not going to have phone calls um, to poor Mark Ennis uh, in in the, Post-game shows uh, after a you know twelve-point win over Bellman in an exhibition game, uh, questioning Chris Max defense and uh, rotation uh, in the in the second exhibition game. So that's that's definitely not going to happen at all. No such a it's such no a level-headed way. fan base. Um, but uh, but no, you're right. I, I, that's not it's not too much to expect in year three um, to make a some noise and and to have a a pretty successful season it's also not based on the talent loose it's on this roster right now it's not out of the question and out of the realm of, of possibility to expect there to be success next season um you know a 21 22 23 win season is not out of the question um because most of the, the talent that's on the roster now is going to be back next year. And this is a team that, you know, was a game or two away from an NCAA tournament bid this year. Um, obviously, yeah. you know, you don't know what's going to happen with race. Spalding. you don't know what's going to happen with dang Adele. Um, if I had to guess right now, I'd say dang comes back and Ray's gone, but you never know. They could both come back. They could both be gone. Um, that's the nature of college basketball, and then in the off season. So you just kind of have to take a wait and see approach. Um, I do think that landing a, a coach with the the caliber of Chris Mack does a lot to maybe sway those guys to stay. Um, but if they stay, let's look at it this way: if they stay, and you lose Quentin Snyder and Anas Mahmoud, um, you get you know one or two guys. Uh, and then you grab a grad transfer or two, um, and maybe you only sign one guy, but you grab two grad transfers to kind of patch things up, you still got a roster with quite a bit of talent that uh, that can make a run. Um, Steven Enoch's going to be available this year, so you're going to have a big man. This is going to be a team that's going to have the talent and the skill um, to win, you know, like I said, 22, 23 games um, in the ACC and and get to an NCAA tournament, um, and then you know, obviously as we've seen, Loyola Chicago in the Final Four. So you never know what happens once you get into the tournament. Crazy stuff happens. It happened this year. It happens every year. Um, but yeah, I don't think there's there's any reason to to think that next year can't be a successful year, especially with the energy that Chris Mack brings, um, and just the just the excitement level. I mean, you listen to the players talk after the press conference, and they were all there. Um, and you listen to guys like Malik Williams talk. He's excited. He is, um, he's excited about Chris Mack being here. Chris Mack is a guy that recruited him a little bit, um, when he was coming out of high school. So they already have some sort of relationship and, and Mack even said it during the press conference, you know, that half the guys on the Louisville roster, he recruited at one point. Um, so he's familiar with them. A lot of them are familiar with him. Uh, they'll get more familiar in the next couple of months and I I don't know, Lewis. I am I being like too optimistic? Am I being too pie in the sky right now? No, I don't think so at all. And
1: uh, you know, it was I think a lot of questions were kind of surrounding this team was like who's going to come back? Like is Malik coming back? Mm-hmm. Like other than Dang and, and Ray who had already um, claimed that you know made the statement that right. they are gonna test the waters in one way or another was which which of the freshmen are gonna come back if any um because of you know what happened this year and playing time and stuff but you know the fact like i said that he called out jordan awara in the press conference and the fact that i think malik already said he's coming back he talked to somebody and said that <laughs> yeah he told so, andy
0: sweeney that <laughs>
1: yeah so and, and you could tell you can just and i don't lance thomas isn't going anywhere <laughs> why would he um and then, like, no way, Darius leaves. Like, no way, Darius loves Louisville. Like, you can just tell. You know, you Louisville, loves know love Louisville. <laughs> Louisville, Louisville loves Darius. Louisville loves Darius. Loves Darius Perry. <laughs> I would be distraught if we lost Darius. Um, but yeah, I just I think you've got so many, like you were t- touching on, so many pieces coming back um, that that I think are definitely coming back. And then you just, if Louisville can do, even get a player or two grad transfer that are half the caliber of guys and players that Damian and Trey were, uh, you know, that team would have done incredible in the tournament had they played. So I I don't, I don't have any concerns. Um, I I think it's honestly for the first time in a long time, you're just excited. Like you just don't know what's going to happen. You don't know. You're like, Oh, let's, yeah, let's go get Romeo. Yeah. Let's go, you know, stuff that you just didn't think or say uh, even a matter of weeks ago.
0: Yeah, and you're excited and anxious for the right reasons now, instead of the wrong reasons. Exactly. Um, you're you're refreshing Jeff Greer's Twitter feed to see, you know, who Louisville's in on and in what recruits are saying, and not oh uh, is that document out yet? Is that court document out yet? Can I can I look at that? Yeah. How bad is this going to be? Um, so yeah, it's it's. I'm I'm right there with you, dude. It's just exciting, and you don't really know what else to say. Um, I'm I'm scrolling through Twitter Twitter right now, so excuse me. Um, there was we got a response to your uh, <laughs> to your tweet that you sent out uh, with the Darius Perry picture uh, at Cardinal Strong on Twitter says now Mac knows what most guys uh, that Perry was guarding this year felt like. That's a quality tweet. <laughs> oh, I see. Because he's all over. Because okay. he's all over Chris Mack. D- did I really yeah. have to explain that to you? Well, was it a rough day at work, yeah. dude? Like,
1: <laughs> it was a very boring day at work. I wouldn't say rough. Was a long but,
0: day? Um, I get it now. I get it. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad you get that now. This was uh, actually a quote that I was looking for. This was from Chris Mack. Um, Earlier today, and this kind of like, like if you could epitomize his press conference in one quote, it would be this one. Uh, he says to the Louisville fans, "I know these past few months have been incredibly difficult. They say the darkest clouds elicit the brightest lightning bolts. That lightning bolt is coming." <laughs> oh, dude, like cold chills. Yeah, he... yeah, cold chills. I want that on a shirt. If if the Louisville marketing staff is not already putting together some sort of a shirt that says the lightning bolt is coming. Like, I mean, that's that's we're missing out generations uh, get on the train from uh, (laughs) Vance Bedford, Vance Bedford. Yes, that is. I mean, what a quote that lightning bolt is coming as he's standing there holding his Louisville slugger like that just sent chills down Roy Williams spine. (laughs) I hope I I hope hope so. And and maybe nothing really scares Roy Williams though anymore. Dad Gum, nothing scares him at all. You know, he's he's not worried. What are you gonna do? I mean, his his players don't even have to go to class. No. Oh man. So what is now that you know We can all stop pretending to care about who the president is because now we really have what we wanted, and that's an AD and basketball coach. So now we can can stop caring about the the – yeah, sure, whatever, Postal – You do do whatever you want to do. We can all stop pretending to care about that. Now we have the AD. Now we have the uh, head basketball coach. How do you feel now, Lewis? Because I always love to get your – you know your take on it because you're a student. You're on the campus. You're you're there. You're around it. Um, how do you feel now? Just about kind of the direction that the that the athletic department is headed, and do you think that you know this is kind of like the beginning of a run of success for Louisville now. We can kind of just move past all of the stuff that's been going on.
1: You know, what's funny about being on campus. Well, just to preface that, the area of campus that I'm on, it does not care about athletics. I'm, (laughs) I'm in the humanities building a bunch of English major nerds and just all kinds of stuff. I mean, it was the only time it was ever worse and less interested in athletics is when I was in engineering school. Then (laughs) literally no one cared. Um, So I don't, it doesn't really affect my school uh, life as much, but I'll say this during my freshman year was, was 2013. So during the national championship, so You know, being on campus during that run, there was just nothing like it. Like the buzz on campus when we won the national championship or like the days leading up to it during the tournament and stuff you could feel it there was just like like campus was just had this like almost reverberation to it like they canceled class the day of the, like every time there was a game on the weekday like classes were canceled like during the national championship literally the campus was a was well, I guess I should say the classrooms were a ghost town on that Monday of the national championship <laughs> like no class no nothing like there's just this buzz to it and ever since that point it just, feel, like, it just felt hollow, like the buzz on campus. Um, but now, kind of with all the news that's been coming out recently, with almost like Tyre reinvigorating campus and, and trying their best to get the students. Like the NIT was a huge part of that, getting people back involved and getting those students in the lower-level seats. And just like all these things that have kind of brought uh, – what seemed to be kind of like a dead um, student body as far as fans go back to life. And I think that's just kind of what you do and what happens when you get a, a fresh new athletic director, a fresh new uh, basketball coach in in one of the most uh, premier basketball programs in the entire country. It's I'm excited. I I don't know how else to say it. Other than that, I I'm extremely anxious to see um, what the next steps going forward are. But I think just the fact that there's some um, some permanent pieces in place and just overall a more solid footing for the, the athletic department as a whole, I think it's just going to be huge. And I think Tyra is going to do nothing but try his best to um, involve and get the student body back in, back into the sporting events, back into the back basketball program and just kind of like get the whole campus uh, <clears throat> whole campus vibe back to being as obsessed with basketball as they were in
0: 2013 and, and that's really exciting from my point of view that's that's a really good point there um, I did kind of find this interesting I was looking at Jeff Greer's uh, Twitter feed Chris Mack uh, actually spoke with Rick Pitino uh, in the past couple of days and uh, Patino apparently had nothing but uh, but good things to say. So how do you feel about that? I don't I kinda like I, I respect what Rick did, but I'm kinda at this point like, dude, just like Yeah like, go on. Like like he had yeah, to send to Seth on, Yeah, like he had to send Seth Greenberg a text or whatever at halftime of whatever crapbum in IT game. Because, yes, now we can talk crap about the NIT. Um, Whatever crap-bum NIT game was on the other night that Greenberg was doing the halftime show, he says, you know, Patino texted him or whatever and basically said, you know, uh, Chris Max, I don't even know if he said anything good about Chris Mack. I think it was, I don't even know. I don't even listen when, when coach B talks anymore. Like, I'm just, you yeah. <laughs> know, just like, dude, like I sent you that picture today on the day that Louisville announces that Chris Mack will be the next head basketball coach. Uh, the picture that pops up on my Facebook, you know, recent memories or whatever was a picture of me as a. 13-year-old boy um, posing with Rick Pitino. Like, dude, why? Like, <laughs> like, you're that ex that always pops up on Instagram. Like, when you're yeah. feeling good, and you get on Instagram, and you look, and there's a picture. Like, dude, go away. Um, I
1: found really, this. That, that's. I feel like you're speaking from recent experience <laughs> on that last point.
0: And I so found I this am. quote
1: As of. of uh... Two days ago. Oh,
0: really? Yeah. Oh. So that's fun. Oh. You have an X?
1: No, I didn't mean mine.
0: Oh, oh, mine. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to move away from that now. We're going to talk about (laughs) that later. Um, I actually found the audio of the quote uh, from Chris Mack, uh, the lightning bolt quote. Um,
2: I love this. Here we go. To the Louisville fans, Card Nation, and all the people in this community that have supported this program for so many years, I know these past few months have been unbelievably difficult. They say the darkest clouds elicit the brightest lightning bolts. That lightning bolt is coming. Dude. Oh,
0: get on the train. Yeah. It's the new get on the train or get out the way. Like that's just, that's just wonderful. Um, Here's the part where he says uh, that he did talk uh, to Coach Patino. So that one's, that one's an interesting one.
2: He had nothing but great things to say. Here we go. That's I awesome. reached out to Coach. You know, I've talked to him twice. Um, Come on. Maybe. <laughs> Allegedly. Twice. Um, he's been awesome. He had nothing but great things to say about the city of Louisville. Louisville basketball, the players that he recruited here, and his support of me
0: for whatever the hell that's worth. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, he was asked about the the Louisville Kentucky rivalry, um, and he didn't really uh, didn't really get too much into it. Um, but he
2: did have a nice little a nice little piece. Um, about that the city uh, can't appreciate um, the Cincinnati Xavier rivalry well I see some of my local media from Cincinnati the schools are separated by two and a half three miles and have had a history of some incredible games and some incredible battles and uh, I love being a part of that both as a player and as a coach and I'm not naive enough to think that the UK Louisville game isn't isn't one of the Uh, Best in the entire country. All eyes, uh, usually right around Christmas time. I'm usually sitting in my in-laws' house over in Shepherdsville watching the game um, because it's during our Christmas break. I'm excited about it. But uh, our season won't be one game, uh, but you can sure as bet we're going to be ready to go next year here at the Young. So take that.
0: Dude, I can't wait to see... Because you know how Cal is on the sidelines. I can't wait to see Cal and Chris Mack coaching against each other um, with that energy that both of them have. That's going to be fun. That's going to be fun to watch. Those games are going to be really, really interesting games. Um, Oh, oh, it just keeps getting better. Um, Chris Mack takes a (laughs) shot. Did you hear the shot he took at the Board of Trustees? I did not. Oh, he makes a joke at their expense, and it's hilarious. He's Trinity. Let's go here. See if I can get this one queued up for you.
2: I told these guys here, this is my final stop. You'll never see Coach Mack coach at another university or an NBA team, high school team. I mean for a second there with the board not getting everything in check. I thought I was gonna to have to be Mike Sabo's assistant at Trinity. <laughs> <laughs> he just gets
0: it, Lewis. He just he gets it. He understands um he understands what this university is like. He understands, you know, what's going on here. Um it's just awesome. It's just, I, this is literally a new a new era in Louisville basketball and we get to watch this unfold firsthand right in front of us. I mean, it's, it's going to be awesome. There are, I've said it before and I'll continue to say it. There are brighter days ahead. Um, there are, there are more championships in our future here at Louisville. and And I firmly, firmly believe that one. Um, and there's going to be some fun ahead because um, he just – Mac brings this energy um, that you can't really explain. You just have to – you have to see it. You have to listen to him talk. You have to, like, encounter that firsthand to really understand just the, the, the difference um, in his energy compared to, you know, what we've had here before. And I thought it was interesting there that he says, you know, this is it for me. Like, this is, this is the last job that Chris Mack wants to have um, is to be the Louisville head basketball coach, and he wants to retire here as the Louisville head coach. I think that's really cool. I You don't hear a lot of coaches say that at their introductory press conference, but uh, he comes right out and says it there, that, you know, this is it for him. Um, so I think that's good, too. So, and I think that, you know, also... Louisville basketball is in a position that, you know, not a lot of other Louisville sports are, um, where you don't have to necessarily worry about your coach going somewhere else um, if they're overly successful. Like with, with football, at least not now being in the ACC, but before, I think, you know, there was always a concern of, oh, God, if he's too good, he's going to go. If somebody else is going to take him, you don't have to worry about that at Louisville. Um, I think Chris Mack's going to be here doing big things um, wearing, you know, Cardinal red for quite some time. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's going to be. It's going to be something else, man. Um, I hope that he brings – the the thing that I'm probably most excited about, dude, is that he brings the same type of fire and passion from that Xavier Cincinnati games to the Kentucky-Louisville game. I mean that, not maybe not the fights that happen at the Xavier Cincinnati games. Oh, jeez, yeah. Um, but that same type of that same type of fire, uh, that he can bring to that rivalry. Because let's be honest, I mean it's Louisville got it handed to him year in and year out um, for quite a while. At least since Cal's been there. Um, obviously, you know a couple of years ago, Louisville gets the win uh, where, you know, Quentin Snyder's breaking ankles but um but it's it's been a kind of a one-sided thing and I think you know with Chris Max energy and his relatability uh, he'll be able to bring in some some high-level talent to Louisville uh, some five-star guys and really you know compete with Kentucky and and try to get this thing kind of tilted back towards uh Louisville and kind of get a handle back on this rivalry that's that's kind of gotten away from the cards here in in, in recent memory what do you think
1: yeah, I think that's probably the best part is uh, I'm not sure what Xavier's record is against UK or if they've even played during Mac's tenure there, but um,
0: He was 6-3 against Cincinnati, though.
1: Yeah, that's true. Um, you know, But he starts uh, next season at the Young Center uh, with an 0-0 record, a uh, little versus Kentucky, so um, you know, I'm sure Cat fans will still hold it over our heads um, about Patino, but I mean, if Matt can make it happen year one and pull off that win. Like, what else can you ask for, man? Maybe beat Virginia, but I'd rather beat UK every year and lose to Virginia. So,
0: I think we all just kind of accepted that you're going to lose to Virginia, and I don't think that, you know, it's, <laughs> it's that Trust big of a me, deal dude. anymore. Trust
1: me. I, I have felt the deepest, darkest pit of losing to Virginia on last year. Month or beginning of this month. So I I don't, there's no Virginia game that will ever hurt me more than that.
0: So you can't hurt me anymore. Um, You know what? I was, Ethan and I were talking about this earlier today, and uh, I wondered about this. And I actually said it. My hatred for Virginia is just continuing to grow with every passing year. It will never reach the level of my hatred for UK, um, but it's like, it's getting close. Fair assessment for you? Hatred of Virginia? Getting close? Um, yeah. I it's
1: for different Virginia's reasons, players. though. It's a different hate, yeah, though. Hate. Virginia's players are, are, ugh, just, ugh, I want to punch all of them in the face. All of them. Jack Salt in the face. Yes. Ohio guy in the face. Yes. In the man
0: buns, Right in the man bun.
1: Kyle Guy Jack Salt. I mean, what is this like? It, it sounds like like Ty. toddler like a toddler TV show game.
0: Ty no, Jerome name.
1: Well Ty Jerome sounds like a black man's name. I don't know.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna have to edit oh, that man. out. <laughs> it
1: does. Ty Jerome doesn't sound like a white cystic acne faced nerd that plays basketball for Virginia. <laughs>
0: Don't edit that out either. Uh, it's too much work, dude. I'm tired. Ty- I'm not. <laughs> none of this is getting edited. I'm not. I'm not taking any of this stuff out. It's, it's not happening tonight. Um, so
1: breaking news here. And I just sent you the picture of it. But oh boy, the, my tweet was just oh um, posted in Mike Rutherford's article on Card Chronicle. Stop it. Um,
0: Did you make news and
1: notes? That- no, not news and notes, I wish. Um, it was just in his his post about, let me see what the title of it was. Uh, current Louisville players react to Chris Mack hiring. And then um, it's in that article at my my tweet with my little Elmo face and whatnot.
0: So. You get put in I? an article and I get blown off in studio. Like this is, this is what happens. These are our interactions with Mike Rutherford. That's how these things go. Let's yeah. Have this I'm sorry. Dude, it's just, it's, it's,
1: it's the face. Like, I just have the face for it, obviously. <laughs> well, my Twitter, my Twitter AV has the
0: face, so. Oh, that's true. Have we ever decided if it's Avi or AV? Because I still think you're wrong. It,
1: it does not matter at all. It's like GIF and JIF. Like, I say No, GIF, that does matter. GIF. That
0: does matter. People that say GIF, or people that say JIF, no, no, it's a GIF. It's a gif. Yeah, yeah. Gif. Yeah. So that's, that's how our interactions go with Mike. I get the cold shoulder in studio and you get freaking put in an article. Cause why not?
1: So one of my buddies from school texted me, um, um, <laughs> he texted me the screenshot and said, you made a big dog. And I, I sent him back the, the laughing face, obviously, and, and no way. And he said, yeah. He said, you're probably going to get some followers in the near future. Time to plug your videos, man. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I don't need help with that. Yes. Come on.
0: Yes. It's time to plug your videos, and you better put the breakdown back in your, uh, in your Twitter bio. bio. <laughs> yes, you yes. put that back in there. Trust
1: Damn me, dude, I got enough criticism for removing... Uh, uh, married and in my bio, Ooh. so I don't. I don't need your, your oh, breakdown, man. Uh, attack too. I, the breakdown. I have the breakdown tattooed right up on my butt crack. It, <laughs> trust me, it's it's part of me.
0: <laughs> oh man, that's um, that is way more than I think our five listeners needed to know. Uh... <laughs> about about you and your in your bodily art I feel like that's a Twitter poll like like what is worse removing your removing the fact that you're married from your Twitter bio or removing um, like your I don't know You you don't work. I don't pay you. Um, (laughs) Wait, you don't? (laughs) Why am I on this podcast? Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. alert. Yeah, it's just like I pay you for your articles uh, that you write one. uh, You start out the year really strong and you write one piece. (laughs) And then after every other game, it just never happens. (laughs) I'm like, yep, it's a Monday. I'm going to get Lewis's article. Uh, It's a Tuesday oh it's it's wednesday he's not okay yeah it's it's thursday he's he's done he's done oh he's got a really good video out though that's yeah
2: to be frank that's that's awesome that's what we need
1: to push is some video content but
0: (laughs) hey it's gonna fall on you no matter what so like (laughs) what would you rather do would you rather do video video okay we'll see there you go we should start
1: the funny part is I don't tell anybody this and no one's going to listen to this podcast like I mean, the, that the, will care
0: your mom and my mom. And then, you know, the other three people that listen to it That's aren't going to say anything.
1: But usually I ask people that are my friends to write my papers for me. That's how much I hate writing papers in school, but I can like write some, at least, you know, put out something decent. Um, on the website, so,
0: but it's and it's good too. It's good content. Oh, we should start we, you're welcome, bud we should start like um like doing one one show a month where we actually record part of it and post it. God. that means like you have to wear wise? yes, that means you have to wear pants Dude,
1: which I, I know is rough for you non-negotiable. I know. <laughs> Wait, no. We don't have to wear pants. We'll just shoot it from the waist up. No big deal. That's
0: true. That's true. Then we then we don't have to, to fool with that. We don't have to do that at all. Um, this thing got off the rails really quick. Like
1: Man, it's a podcast. We don't need rails.
0: Come on. <laughs> I mean, that's it's getting it is getting deep deep in here. Um, yeah, interesting, interesting stuff, man. But I, I do think we need to do that. That would be that would be pretty cool. Um, so we so we we touched on it, you know, Chris Mack, uh, seven year deal. Uh, Twenty-eight million. Um, you guys can hit us up on Twitter. It's at the Breakdown UL at Taylor Lynch at Lewis Metzinger. Check out the website TheBreakdownUL.com, um, for all of my great content and Lewis's three posts um, a summer uh, and during football season. You can check that out too. Um, so let's before we kind of wrap things up, let's Quality turn over our- quantity, baby. Hey, that's right. That's whatever your wife tells you. Um, <laughs> uh, let's turn our attention now a little bit to the women uh, playing in the final four this weekend. Uh, they will play Mississippi state on, I believe it's Friday. Um, correct me if I'm wrong on that. I think it's, it's Friday. Yeah. It's Friday, Sunday. Um, Cause they, the national championship game is on Easter Sunday. So the women playing Mississippi state at uh, the f- first time in, uh, since like 2000 and, I can't even I can't even give a year because I know I'll be wrong, but it's it, it's only the fourth time uh, in the women's tournament that all four number one seeds have made it to the final four, so that's exciting. Um, it's Louisville, it's Mississippi State, and then it is uh, in Notre Dame and UConn. Ugh. So. Lewis, I don't know how much or of any of the women's games you watched. I got to watch the Mississippi state game and how appropriate that Louisville would play Mississippi state, um, again, I mean, it's, it's, it's all, all, it's all on Jeff. I mean, no, no, uh, no pressure there, J Dub, but, uh, it's all on you to, to get the win over Mississippi state and get that monkey off her back. So Louisville, Mississippi state, that's going to be an interesting one. They do have some size, um, Lewis, how are you feeling about this team? Do you think that this is the team, this is the year that Jeff Walls and company kind of break through and get that national championship? Because if they can get through Mississippi State, when you look at the game they played earlier in the season against UConn, they outscored them in... Three of the four quarters. It was the fact that they got their doors blown off in the first quarter that just put them behind the eight ball for the rest of the game. But they competed the other three quarters with UConn and, and honestly played better than them. Uh, they just couldn't overcome the uh, the deficit they got in early on. So I would feel, I don't know if you ever feel good about playing UConn, but I would feel um, better than most years um, about playing UConn if it got to a championship game with them.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'm a little great answer. Hesitant. Great
0: podcast. Well, I'm a little
1: bit hesitant to talk about it because I think getting past Mississippi State is going to be
0: oh, it's uh, going to be tough.
1: Nearly as monumental of a task as getting past UConn cuz they are an excellent basketball team. And that's who I was I said Texas A&M like an idiot uh, last podcast, but when I was mentioning the teams that I thought that that wouldn't take Coach Walls. Um, it's literally every other team except probably the ones that were in in this that are in the Final Four: Mississippi State, Notre Dame, and UConn. Um, maybe even Notre Dame would, but it, regardless, it, it's it's going to be a huge, huge task. I'm extremely excited. This team is beyond um, beyond talented, and they have all the they have the two you know the, the two headed. Monster that is Asia Durr and Maisha Hines Allen, but they also have the role players that they haven't had in the past, uh, and Sam Furing and um, and all the even the the younger ones, um, uh, guys like Erica Carter, Erica Carter, Dana Evans, um, and and then they have uh, like Kylie Shook, who's been excellent. Look at you, Um, dude, with your I'm kind of shocked with your women's basketball knowledge. Dude, I've I've this team has been fun to watch. Yes, they like, have been. I'm not I'm not usually a, a women's basketball fan, but, but like we've talked about many times, I've I've watched more games. I mean, we've like Bethany and I have sat down and said, "Hey, do you want me to carry out dinner?" The women's games on tonight. Yeah. So yeah, this is kind of this is a new. Uh, a new thing going forward, I think that i'm I'm excited about, because I really, really enjoy. I love watching um, coach wall's coach. he He's just fiery and he's he's into it, and it just gets you into it. The crowds are amazing at women's games. Um, it, it's just they're fun to watch. And, and I feel like I've been missing out. And so I feel like it's almost like this new discovery um, that I'm excited to watch, not only this weekend um, and but going forward next season as well. So. Yeah. They're, they're, they're amazing. If you haven't watched them, watch them now start.
0: Um, yes.
1: And, you know, I don't know. I don't know what else to say other than it, uh, we are with the, to the two basketball coaches that we now have at the <laughs> university of Louisville.
0: Yeah. Come at me. T- two of the, two of the best. They, somebody tweeted out, um, the lineup now of coaches, uh, in the ACC, uh, with the latest additions, Kay, Roy Williams, Tony Bennett, Jim Beheim, Mike Bray, Jim Laranega, Chris Mack, Buzz Williams, Kevin Keats, Jeff Capel, Brad Brunel, Leonard Hamilton, Jim Christian, Danny Manning, Josh Pastner. Like, that's yeah, a line. Yeah, it was good all
1: the way up until the end.
0: Yeah, until I got to Leonard Hamilton. Like, everything after Leonard Hamilton kind of went, pfft. but like the beginning of that, Dude those are some names those... oh, it's, it's by far the, the by far the best basketball conference in the
1: country with the best talent and the best coaches like there's just no just don't even argue with it because you're wrong um,
0: <laughs> you're, you're wrong
1: I don't know what else what else can you say about it like don't even try the interesting thing about it is how what's gonna happen? In five, six-ish years, when, well, wasn't, isn't isn't supposed to be gone soon?
0: Bayheim's like,
1: <sighs> I was. I, I don't feel even like. I remember him like saying he was going to leave like two years ago.
0: If Bayheim leaves, and then he's like going to come back, and then he's going to leave, and then he's going to come back, and I don't know. I don't. I feel sorry for the coach in waiting there. Uh, but go ahead, continue with your with your thought there, because I think so, I know where you're going whenever, with
1: it. Whenever, Bayheim does leave. Short, probably short, either before or shortly after, I think Coach K will retire. And then a couple years down the road, I think you'll see Roy Williams go, um, not go like in pass, God bless him, (laughs) but just, just retire from coaching. Um, But I mean, those are, those are three Hall of Fame coaches that are three of the best have ever done it ever. And they're all in the same league. And they all could retire within the next five years, and then I think you go from being the by far the best to probably still the best, but like uh, it's a lot closer. And it'll be interesting to see who comes after those guys. That's what because I was going to say. Those are programs that haven't had coaches in what? A, a, when did Roy Williams take over? It's been over a
0: decade. Yeah. Sure. Oh. Oh. With well, David Paget was recruited by Roy Williams um, while he was at Kansas. In 2005. In 2005, yeah. So it's been, it's been, just like you said, it's been over a decade. Who do you look at, like, as that next? Like, who are some guys that we've seen, even in this NCAA tournament, that you look at and you're like, and if you don't know the names, that's fine. You can just be like, yeah, the coach at wherever. But who's going to be that next tier of coaches that kind of, turned when when the ACC top of the ACC turns over which you know we know it's it's going to it's just a matter of time. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think it's interesting because a lot of the the young we even have some of the the coaches that are kind of on the come up. I mean, not that I don't know, I I it's recency bias, but you know, Chris Mack is is one of the best yeah. young I put young in air quotes. He's 48, uh, young, I mean, yeah, he's forty. I mean, he's young for a coach. Yeah, um, he, he's one of the best young coaches. I mean, I don't know how old Jay Wright is, but he's one of the best. He leaving um, younger, younger, yeah. I don't think he will either. But I mean, you've got guys like like Brad out, Like, who knew? Like, yeah. He he was uh, a, an excellent coach this year, and they had an excellent team. And even when they lost their best player, they were still a good team. Um, well, sort of. Um,
0: yeah. I mean, so they, I
1: think he's one of the. Yeah he's one of the better young coaches and, and I don't know. I I think, um, the the coach from Rhode Island, Is his name. Um, Hurley Dan Hurley. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's an excellent young coach that he just took over at, um, uh, Yukon Yukon. Yeah. I'm I'm blanking on it, but I think he could easily, if he has success in Yukon, he could easily make the jump to even a bigger school than Yukon who is historically a great school. I mean, he could, he could, if he has a lot of success at UConn, and and in a couple of years, Beheim um, retires, like there's no reason why he couldn't possibly take over at Syracuse, one of the best. Oh yeah, you know, best programs in the country. So, I don't think the ACC is ever, ever going to be hurting for coaching talent because it never has. So, there's no reason to expect that to happen. But I think it'll definitely be interesting because in, like I said, in five or six years, you could have an ACC. That has had Louisville in it for um, nine years, and is does not have Patino, Williams, Bayheim, or Shashevsky, which would be really crazy.
0: Wow! Yeah, you're right. That's going to be it's going to be interesting times, especially when you look at you know just other jobs around the country. Uh, Tommy's at Michigan State. Um, yeah, who knows if he makes it through next season? Well, that's but. true. Beeline at, at Michigan. Um, there's going to be. He's relatively young.
1: Meh.
0: Well, okay. Is he? I, I mean, he's not. I wouldn't say young, but he's not like. Well. He's like between young and Roy Williams. Like. I'm, how old is he? I'm looking about. I don't know.
1: He, oh, that's not who I wanted at all. Hold up, John Bellion. I
0: don't know who that no, is. No, that's not. I don't know even. He's a rapper. Who the. Oh. Is his stuff and he fire? He's beeline. I don't know. <laughs> hang
1: on, hang on. Here we go.
0: <laughs> this is this is what we get he's, into on the break. I mean,
1: he, he's sixty-five. He's pretty old.
0: See, I tried to tell you. I didn't, he's not. He he's doesn't look like, that old. No, he doesn't. He's wearing his age well. Beeline is line is aging well. That's for sure. Um, yeah. So it's kind of all the time we have for tonight. A lot of good. Hang on, good, I'm, hang on. I'm looking at how old Jay Wright is. Okay.
1: He's not going to let this go.
0: 56, okay. Chris Max. I'm looking up how old Tom Izzo is. (laughs) He is. Let me see if I can guess Izzo. Let me see if I can guess Izzo. Is Izzo, is he 69 or 70? You would guess 69, you scrub. (laughs) No, he's 63. Ah, man.
1: Man. He's like, oh, he's. De- you're just gonna guess sixty nine for everybody. Oh, he's definitely sixty nine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's that high school sense of humor that I have never gotten rid of. But you know, what can I say?
1: Why would you? That's boring.
0: I know, man. Oh. All right, guys. That's all the time we have on the show for tonight. For Lewis, I'm Taylor. This has been another episode of The Breakdown. If you missed any of it, please make sure you check out the the podcast on iTunes and share that thing out. Hit us up on Twitter at TheBreakdownUL or TheBreakdownUL.com. Peace out, guys. Go Cards. Enjoy the return of the Mac and the return to normal with our athletic department. We'll catch you guys next week. Go Cards. <laughs>
2: While I sing my comeback song, hey.